0: Ranked by U.S. News & World Report among the top 10 rehabilitation hospitals in the nation, Shepherd Center specializes in medical treatment, research,
1: and rehabilitation for people with spinal cord injury and brain injury. As a service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. The Adolescent Rehabilitation Program at Shepherd Center follows the philosophy of returning patients to the highest possible level of functioning and independence while addressing adolescents' special needs for autonomy, privacy, and control. My guest today is Cheryl Linden. She's a licensed professional counselor and occupational therapist at Shepherd Center. Cheryl, let's start by talking about the prevalence of adolescents that need specialized treatment for brain and spinal cord injuries What do you see most commonly?
0: Well, Melanie, it's a variety of reasons why kids end up here. Uh, Oftentimes, you'll see an increase in the summertime with outdoor sports, um, extreme sports that kids participate in, uh, still oftentimes car accidents, uh, kids kind of pushing the limit, uh, which brings kids into the Shepherd Center with brain and spinal cord injury.
1: Then tell us a little bit about the Adolescent Program and some of the hallmarks of it. What do you feel are are really special parts of it that can help adolescents going through this?
0: Um, Melanie, I think one uh, one of the big things is that we keep all of the adolescents together. Uh, They're all generally housed on the same wing, on the same floor, so that they get to hang out with their peers and have that all-important peer interaction. We also participate, uh, every Friday in something called Fun Friday where we drift away from the mundane everyday rehab and do something specific, uh, for adolescents. We might go to the movies or we might go on a, uh, Outing somewhere like to the aquarium or we might take the kids, uh, if there is filming in town, we often get invited to go on the set. So something that's a little bit different. Um, also because they are in school, we take into consideration that, that they need to stay up on their school. Uh, work as well. So, as long as it's not in the summertime, they're participating in school while they're doing therapy, and they're often in class with other uh, adolescents in school, so they have that same kind of peer interaction. Also, when they transition back to school, we have one of the therapists go with them on the first day and have a program called No Obstacles where we talk about that transition back to school. And the kids can decide for themselves, do I want my friend to come to that meeting? Do I want the whole school there? Do I want just my class? And get that sort of awkwardness out of the way so that they can jump right back into school.
1: What a wonderful way to reintegrate them. So while we're talking along those lines, speak about that psychosocial aspect. So that first day they go there with a counselor. And as you said, it could be so awkward and they want to learn and they want to get back involved in schools and activities. How hard is that for them to remake friends, keep some of their friends after a traumatic injury such as brain and spinal cord? Tell us about how that all works for them.
0: Well, I do think the advantage that we have with social media these days is that they're always staying in contact with friends back home differently than before when we had social media, and so they're not so foreign to their friends when they go back, but when they make that transition back to this school, uh, we have a full-time school teacher here who has been in contact with their school all along, and they've been working... um, either on assignments that the teacher sends or via the internet. So they've had interaction with their friends and the school. And so when they make that transition back, it's generally either the physical therapist, the occupational therapist, the speech therapist, or the rec therapist that goes with them. And there's a whole presentation that they set up together and decide what do I want to tell these people, how much of my personal information, do I want them to know in terms of my spinal cord injury? So not only does the student themselves get sort of an easier transition back to school, but the other friends at school can ask their questions and get all of that sort of social awkwardness out of the way the first day so that people can more easily transition and get back into not only the academics, but back with their friends and doing things that they used to do. Along those lines,
1: are you seeing their friends feeling awkward to them? Are you seeing their friends responding well, offering to help or hang out? What, what do you see as far as that part?
0: I think friends, for the most part, are very accepting. Um, if the, if the uh, adolescent has a very high level of injury and maybe on ventilation or in a power wheelchair, sometimes that's a little more awkward for people because they're not sure what to say and what to do. But it... Oftentimes, the friends come here and visit, and those that do that really quickly learn that, hey, my friend is still the same. They're just sitting down now. And oh, there might be a different way that we play basketball or there might be a different way that we go hang out, but it doesn't mean that we can't. And I think having some of that education and seeing that it's okay to have questions and they can ask their questions of their friends and their friends can take charge of their life at that point, I think that makes that transition much easier. But it is at times awkward because this might be their first experience with somebody with a disability. How interesting. And and what about the
1: camaraderie among the teens that are experiencing this together? Tell us a little bit more about the program and some of the teen outings that you offer.
0: Well, the program is very, very pro-developmental. Uh, and and what I mean by that is we try to get the kids back involved with things that they did prior to their injury. So the Shepherd Center is a pretty laid-back kind of environment, as the counselor, I'm not typically in my office with the kids. We may go out to lunch together. I may go on the outings with them as well where we're participating in the Atlanta Braves games or we might be going to the soccer games. Um, and so that's a time for them to be out and about with the other teenagers where they maybe don't feel so conspicuous because they have other kids with them. We are always up for pranks around the hospital. Uh, As a matter of fact, we have a 14-year-old in here now who we've already started pranking the CEO and other people in the office. So we encourage those activities that kids do anyway. And I think that helps them with the transition back into their life where their spinal cord injury or their brain injury doesn't have to take the number one place all the time, if that makes sense.
1: It totally does, because when you just described it, it normalizes it for them. If they're able to it even sure do things like that to the CEO, they're, then they feel like they are now a part of a community and they're not going to get reprimanded. It's fun. It normalizes it. So how do the families and siblings play a role? How are they involved?
0: Well, when you work with an adolescent, you automatically work with the parents. And so oftentimes we are spending as much time with the parents as we are with the kids. But we do have a policy here where... Parents do not come to therapy because we want the kids to be able to establish a relationship with the therapist separate from their parents on their own. As a counselor, I meet with the families all together as well. And oftentimes when siblings come up over the weekend, if I know ahead of time they're here, I will spend time with the siblings because the injury may have happened to their brother or sister, but it does impact the whole family. So if you think about this as a a cog wheel, you know, every person in the family is a piece of that cog. And so everybody is impacted. So we do try to pull in family and friends, extended family, um, when they're here so that we can help the whole family adjust to this type of injury.
1: You seem so passionate and wonderful in your job. Cheryl, tell us a little bit about how you developed the particular approach that you have that helps you connect with younger patients that are going through so much?
0: Well, I started out here um, in 1988 as an occupational therapist. And I think what helped me as that transition from an OT into counseling was I had the physical part of the brain injury and the spinal cord injury piece down from working in the gym on the floors with patients. So I think that brought to me a little bit more knowledge about, knowledge about what everybody is going through on a day-to-day activity that, as a counselor, I was able to pull those pieces in. It also helps that um, there are some things I can do as an occupational therapist that I wouldn't be able to do had I not had that degree. Uh, and by that, I mean some of the kids who are on ventilators, I can take them outside. I can take them places because I know how to manage their vent care. Whereas if I didn't have that background, I couldn't, and I wouldn't be as involved, I don't think, with the kids. So uh, this is my 31st year here. Wow. And uh, I am very much a kid myself. And if you would see my office, you would kind of see... Um, a lot of the kids' schools have fundraisers and they sell t shirts, and I have all their shirts and they're all framed hanging in my office. Um, and it's really kind of a low key place. Uh, I think the other thing is I made sure that I continue to participate in the fun activities. For example, we're having a fashion show this Friday, and it's our seventh. Annual fashion show, and it's for the adolescents um, to really showcase themselves as they move through their injury level. And um, it's turned into kind of a big deal. Uh, That's an event that I emcee, and certainly uh, we bring a comedic aspect to it. Um, We have a haunted house we do every year. I participate in that. I try not to be, oh, you're going to see the counselor in the office. Much of my work is done with the kids outside of here. How great
1: is that? As we wrap up, tell the listeners what you would like them to know, not only about the Adolescent Rehabilitation Program at Shepherd, but adolescents going through brain and spinal cord injury, how tough it is for the family, for those kids, for everyone around them, but yet what you see as far as hope and light and how they're really
0: developing
1: their own new normal.
0: Well, I would say this, Melanie, a lot of people ask me outside of here, isn't Shepherd a depressing place to work? And I said, absolutely not. Do people sometimes get depression? Do people sometimes have anxiety? Absolutely. This, these are events that happen in their lives that are unplanned, that happen in a matter of seconds. But I think when you spend most of your time trying to normalize something and most of your time... Working with a kid where the injury is not the thing that defines them. It is a part of their life. They got, you know, to be a member of a club they never wanted to be a member of. However, it doesn't have to be the only thing that's in their life. And that when you open people's eyes up and you help family work through, you still have your son, you still have your daughter, we can still do so many things and as they see progress in their child, I think that helps people move through. Plus, with peer support and kids coming back to visit, you see where somebody can actually go to, and you see where they've been, and it's like, you know what, I didn't ask for this, I didn't deserve it, I got it, but am I gonna let the injury run me, or am I gonna run it? And I think when you empower people, to say, I'm going to run it, and it is not going to run nor define me. That's where you see the hope and the light and the success.
1: Wow, what a great description, and I can see why you are so good at your job. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise and telling us all about what these adolescents are going through and how you're helping them at Shepherd Center. It's just it's just amazing. Thank you again. And that wraps up this episode of Shepherd Center Radio. Head on over to our website at shepherd.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast as cool as I did, please share with your friends on social media and be sure to check out all the other fascinating podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.